for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you spend time in His Word today. Have you ever noticed that you tend to become like the people that you spend the most time with? You may start to act like them, think like them, talk like them. If you are hanging out and spending time with godly men and women who love Jesus, this can have a positive effect as we will become more and more like Jesus. However, if we are spending time with people who think, talk, or act in a way that goes against everything that Jesus stands for, this can have a negative and bad effect on us. We may also be tempted to chase after the wrong idols and things of this world, such as money, fame, and power, instead of worshiping God and God alone. In today's passage, God knows the Israelites that can be tempted to turn away from him if they mix with the other nations in the land of Canaan. So he commands them to be set apart and to worship and serve him and him only. So let's take a look at today's passage now. Exodus chapter 23, verses 14 through 33. Three times a year you are to celebrate a festival to me. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days eat bread made without yeast, as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv, for in that month you came out of Egypt. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Celebrate the festival of harvest with the first fruits of the crops you sow in your field. Celebrate the festival of ingathering at the end of the year when you gather in your crops from the field. Three times a year all the men are to appear before the Sovereign Lord. Do not offer the blood of a sacrifice to me along with anything containing yeast. The fat of my festival offerings must not be kept until morning. Bring the best of the firstfruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion, since my name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God, and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you, and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. 
I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the hornet ahead of you and to drive the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites out of your way. But I will not drive them out in a single year, because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little I will drive them out before you, until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea, and from the desert to the Euphrates River. I will give into your hands the people who live in the land, and you will drive them out before you. Do not make a covenant with them or with their gods. Do not let them live in your land, or they will cause you to sin against me, because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. Welcome back to Living Life. At the beginning of today's passage, we see that God commands the Israelites to celebrate three feasts a year to God. The first feast is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This was an early spring festival and it was connected to the Passover where they were to eat unleavened bread for seven days. This was to commemorate their hasty exodus from Egypt during the night. Uh, the second harvest was the Feast of the Harvest. It occurred at the beginning of summer when the wheat crops were reaped and the first fruits of the barley harvest were offered before the Lord. This took place 50 days after the Passover when the Israelites arrived at Mount Sinai and also commemorated the giving of the law by the, by the Lord at Mount Sinai. The third festival is the Feast of Ingathering, also known as the Feast of Tabernacles. This occurred when the grains and the fruits were gathered at the end of the harvest. It was to commemorate the Israelites' journey through the wilderness when they were living in huts, temporary shelters, and dwellings. So to celebrate these feasts, the Israelites are commanded to come before the Lord three times a year. It is a time of unity as they come together to worship God and to celebrate and remember all that God has done for His people. Also, we see in verse 18, God says that blood cannot be mixed with yeast. Why is this? Yeast in the Bible was a symbol for sin and corruption. Blood is the atonement for sin, so the two cannot be mixed together. This is also related to the Passover, where they were not allowed to kill the lamb in the house while there was yeast and uh, leaven in the house. These things also tie into Christ. Christ is the Passover lamb, the perfect lamb of God, sacrificed on our behalf. He is also the bread of life. He is perfect, sinless, free from sin, just as the bread without the yeast represents purity and wholeness. Also, in verse 19, God gives the command, you shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. This was a command not to follow the common pagan fertility rituals that was common among the pagans there. So he says, do not follow these pagan rituals. In the second half of today's passage, we see the promise of God's presence and blessing for those, the Israelites, as they go on their quest to conquer the promised land. God promises to send his angel before him and that the angel will prepare the way for the people. It will, the angel will provide protection and blessing. Who is this angel of the Lord? 
most scholars believe this is a theophany or Christophany, which is where the angel of the Lord is the pre-incarnate Christ. This is further confirmed in verse 21, where God says that his name is in him. The angel of the Lord would go before the people of Israel into the place that God had prepared for them. This is also true of our relationship with Jesus today. He is the one who goes before us. He would lead us on the narrow and straight path to a place where he has prepared before us. So we walk by faith in the one who guides and directs our path. God commands the people to serve him and him alone. They must not bow down and worship the pagan gods and idols of the nations in the land of Canaan. The Israelites must also not uh, follow their evil practices. Instead, they are to break down their and smash their sacred pillars. If they are faithful to God, he will pour out his blessings upon them. They will be blessed with food and water. They will be blessed with good health and with no illnesses. There will also be no miscarriages nor no infertility. They will have long and full lives. For us today, Jesus also wants us to have the fullness and abundance of life that he has to offer. But that can only happen if we are fully and wholeheartedly obeying him. The Israelites must also not make any treaties or live with the Canaanites or follow their gods because they can become a corrupting influence upon them. So the Israelites are called to be set apart and be holy as God is holy. This command is important for us as well today. We must serve God and God alone. We must also strive to be holy as our God is holy. We must be careful not to make compromises and turn a blind eye to sin. Once we start to think, oh, this sin isn't that bad. This isn't a big sin. It can become a slippery slope and once we go down this dangerous path. We must also be careful not to make compromises in our faith. It can be very difficult as we live in a world that can pollute and corrupt us if we are not careful to hold fast to Christ and be anchored in Him. We must spend time in His Word, in prayer, be in His presence, and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Then we can be like oaks of righteousness planted by streams of living water. Just as God commanded the Israelites to commemorate and remember what he has done for them, we must also never forget what Jesus has done for us. His great sacrifice and the blood he shed on the cross should be a daily reminder for us to give thanks and have a heart of gratitude. He gave up everything to come down to earth to save and redeem sinners like you and I. We can also see in today's passage that God, he gradually clears out the enemies of the Israelites so that they will have grown to a stage where they will be ready to handle and take possession of the promised land. So he doesn't do it all at once. This is sometimes the way that God works in our lives. Little by little, he will prepare us so that we are ready. We can pray to God and we may want quick and fast results. We want everything to happen at once. But sometimes God works little by little, and He gives us time to grow and mature so that we can be ready to receive the blessings and good things that He has planned and wants to give us. Sometimes we just aren't ready when we think we're ready. We need to be patient and wait on the Lord 
trusting that His ways and His timings are always perfect. We must not also make compromises and let the world and culture that we live in corrupt or influence in a way that makes us compromise our wholehearted devotion to God. We must serve the Lord and Lord only and get rid of any sin or any influences, any idols that hinder us and that cause us to stray from God. We need to strive to become more and more like Jesus each and every day. Is there something that you are struggling now with these days? How can you stand firm in Christ and make, not make compromises in your devotion to Jesus? I want to encourage you to come before Him, to lay those things at the foot of the cross and ask for Him to strengthen you so that you can overcome those things through His grace. Let us come before God in prayer now. Father, we thank You how You showed us that You and You alone are worthy to be worshipped and to be praised. We pray for all of us today that we can have a wholehearted devotion to You and You alone that we can come before you and remember what Jesus has done for us on the cross. He came to save us, to rescue and re redeem us. May we remember that and have a heart of thanksgiving to you each and every day. We also pray, Lord, that we can trust in you, that you are the one who goes before us and guides us and directs us. May we trust in you and follow your lead, obeying your commands, knowing that you are leading us on the path that leads to eternal life. May we not make compromises in our faith, but may we stand firm in you. May we continue to be anchored in your commands and stay true to the truth of your word. We also thank you, Lord, that you continue to prepare us and want to give us good things. May we trust in your perfect timing and your perfect ways and know that when we are ready to receive the blessings and the good things that you want to give us, you will give it and not before and not too soon. So may we trust in your ways and your perfect timing and all our in our lives and all our prayer requests to you. We love you and we thank you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.